Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into episode 8 of From the Hive, the podcast slash radio show series here on KALA. I am Ryan Schistel alongside Sierra Mari, Abby Varkalis, and Anna Vary, as always. Quick disclaimer, this podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM, St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA or St. Ambrose University. How's everybody doing today? Not good, Ryan. <laughs> a little sleepy. A little bit. I feel like, you know how last week we said, how can every week get harder and harder? It does. I don't understand how or why, but literally every single week just gets harder. That's true. For real. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. What made like this week harder for you, would you say? It was all the extracurricular activities like working and yeah. activities mm-hmm. that stop me from studying. So then I just naturally was behind on my studies and that annoyed me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. really the whole reason why I'm in Davenport is to study. But now my extracurriculars, which are used to finance my studies, are taking more time. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm never dropping out. I'm going to graduate in May. But let me tell you, this is like a long, long ride real yeah I mean I would say too like this week was just long especially I mean the days maybe felt kind of short but just because there was so much stuff going on but like it was a long week a lot of tests and everything and papers and all that stuff so practice (laughs) so it was busy yeah I think also the weather played into it like Mm -hmm. I mean don't get me wrong like I love the fall I love the temperature it is outside but it's been so gloomy and so it's like all you want to do is just lay in bed all day and then when you're done with class like you have no motivation to go to the library and study so it's just been I don't know it's been a task to study it's been a task to get out of bed it's just been a rough week but you know what we're another week down you know we're almost done with the semester so that's like my motivation that's what's keeping me going so thank you Anna your optimism is really (laughs) making me like happier for this dang semester be over we're on week what eight nine week week nine thank you no seven weeks (laughs) it's definitely not seven yes it is happy no because midterms are like week eight are we week eight week nine ten I think we're on nine or ten no we're on nine we have to be on nine Maybe it might be on 11. I don't know. Either way. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I got two hours of sleep yesterday. I feel like I got hit by a train this morning when I woke up. Like, I am going through the motions today. Well, what can we talk about that's positive? (laughs) How about this? Uh, This upcoming weekend is Halloween weekend. Oh, yes. Let's keep it as family-friendly as possible. (laughs) What is everybody being for Halloween this year? I'll start because I'm kind of the downer. I don't have plans to dress up. Neither do I have plans. I don't have any plans to attend any Halloween parties or anything like that. Um, I will just be, you know, this weekend is a day. This weekend is um, a time to rest, recuperate, re-energize myself. Um, I think it's supposed to get colder, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I would love for it to be sunny outside. But I'll find other ways. Like, I really want to sit down and read a book this weekend. Um, I have a family wedding, so I'll be able to see family. So I'm excited about that. So I'm not necessarily doing um, Halloween kind of things, but I'm doing like some fall activities this Mm -hmm. weekend. And that's maturing, girl. For real. (laughs) Now, um, my coworkers who I waitress with, they're all throwing this Halloween party 
tonight and I'm going to be going at Shrek. So that's exciting. That is literally like one of the first times that I've seriously like partied since like the beginning of school for real because I've just been so busy. I don't have the energy to even go out anymore. And so I'm going to have so much fun tonight. And then, well, before that, I got to do homework and study and edit some shows. But finally, like I have a little time to party. And tomorrow I was going to go as Joker out. But my costume hasn't even come in yet from Amazon. So it looks like that's not happening. It's just meant for me to study even more. When did you order it? I ordered it off Amazon legit beginning of October. Oh my gosh, it's still not in. Still has not come yet. It says running late. If it doesn't show up by October 31st, request for a refund. Like, Oh my gosh. I'm going to need a refund right now because yeah. it ain't coming in. Was it expensive? Um, Not really, no. Okay, well that's good. Not really. The expensive one, the expensive part of the costume came in, the corset. Mm-hmm. But I haven't even had time to go to the dang post office to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Abby? What are you doing this weekend? Um, I mean, I'm not really dressing up or anything. I don't really have, um, like, much to do. Um, beside, well, I do have a game this weekend, so that's going to be nice. Um, and then my sister, the next day, is playing at the same place that we're playing at. So I'll get to see my family and everything. And um, But, yeah, not much. Um, kind of just relaxing and everything. It was a long week. Ryan? I'm not dressing up. Um I mean, I really didn't even dress up last year. I think I threw on like a polo and khakis and said I was a golfer or something like that because <laughs> I had no inspiration. But I don't know. I'm not going to dress up this year. I get the privilege week in and week out. We got football again this weekend. We're playing a ranked team. So should be fun. St. Xavier's coming to town and they're always very good. So love to see. They're coming here? Yeah, St. Xavier games are always fun when we're traveling there because St. Xavier is like a mile away from my house. St. Xavier is like a mile away from my house, so I always just go home when we play there. But, yeah, not dressing up, not going out, just football on Saturday, football on Sunday, and then mentally preparing myself for the rest of this uh, semester. So all we have is finals next, that's it? We don't have any more midterms, quarter terms, anything? Not that I'm aware of. Do you guys have any, like, projects starting? I know you do, Ryan, but do you guys have any, like final projects that you guys are already starting so i'm in international studies capstone class right Mm -hmm. now yeah and the entire semester we're writing like 30 plus page research paper that we conduct our own like qualitative research on and he split it up my teacher he split it up into like five sections that we turn in you know like at different times so we can be on track that's nice well we're on like we're going to submit part three on next Tuesday. And so we're almost done, but it's like this entire semester, I've only been thinking about this one topic and it's frustrating sometimes because I like to refresh my memory and move on to the next thing, but I can't like, I'm really going to be a master of this topic mm-hmm. for real. Yeah, you are. But it's like, that's a big project that I have do. Um, we're presenting like December 8th, I believe. Okay. How about you, Abby? Um. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, too. We have a, um, is it like a paper and then presentation kind of thing? or Yeah, for Dr. Fenn's class. Yeah. We're writing a paper on the diffusion of an innovation. What's your innovation? Uh, David Meyer and I are doing baseball analytics. So. Wait, what class is it? Uh, communication and technology. 
And then outside of that, Abby and I have some homework for uh, Brett Billman's class. Yes, we do. It's due November 1st, so don't forget. Yes, yes. I think yeah. we're, like, debating in class. or Not debating, but, like, yeah. we're supposed to, like, be having a dialogue with what we're learning about, something like that in class. So, mm-hmm. like, that could be fun as long as nobody takes it too far and tries to bring, like, political views into it, stuff like that, because I feel like political views just What's always... The topic? I'm blanking right now. Me too. Um... I'm looking. I'll look it up. Really yeah. Quick. But anyways, about like our common tech one. So mine is like I'm doing the diffusion of like BlackBerry phones, like because that was like the first smartphone. So I'm explaining how that um, um, started like the whole iPhone thing and whatever. So I'm going to be writing mine about that. I think it's like what, 12 pages, 10 to 12 pages. Yeah, 10 to 12 yeah. pages. And that's not including the title page or any works. Yeah, pages. which makes sense. But um, and then presentation. Yeah. <laughs> and then presentation. So there's just a lot of like. Uh, good luck, y'all. Yeah. Thank you. It's just like a lot of projects coming up and everything. So. Is it, Mary and Fenn? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I she's, think she's I so had nice. that. Yeah, she is. I think. So I think last semester I had a class with her and I had to do something about technology and the diffusion of it. I did the Peloton. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure if that. I don't know for sure if it was that class, Common Tech. I don't remember if I took that. But I did have Fen, and I did have to do that project, too. Maybe it was Media and Society. No. Okay, because I have both of those with her right no. now. You know what? It might have just been Common Tech. It I think I was. took Common Tech. Yeah. So the thing we're doing for Brett's class is media effects. Mm. So we need to have a two- to three-page written argument about a media effect, like uses and gratifications, cultivation, agenda oh, right. setting. Okay. And, like, we have to choose, like, an example of media and, like, explain how it represents the effect. So, like, agenda yeah. setting, I guess you could look at, like, news stations. Like CNN, Fox yeah. News, whatever, yeah. Stuff like that. Well, the uses and gratification one you can do a lot on. Yes. Yeah, that's probably like, the one. A lot on social yeah. media. That's probably what I'll be writing about most of the time. I feel like, too, our class could get very political. Really? Very I feel like it's got a chance to, the but debate. at the same time, like... I think it really could. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I just and that's gonna be fun. I just don't like talking about politics at all because it always leads to some sort of argument. I love it, but yes, I agree <laughs> with that. Wait, I guess that's I don't a Gemini girl. I don't hate talking politics. I just don't like talking about it in like a classroom setting. That's true. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Because you want to be able to fight them. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to fight anybody in class. Ryan's ready to fight. Anyways, Anna, how's your workload looking as a nursing student? Yeah, I don't really have projects. That's not really what I end up always end up having. But I know I have a microbiology exam on Wednesday, which I'm really nervous about. Um, it's just a lot of material always. And, you know, th- the structure of the exam is a little bit challenging. Like, it's a lot of um, multiple choice, a lot of true-false, a lot of fill-in-the-blank without a word bank. Those are always hard. Um, yes. And then there's... Um, free response questions that need to be written out in like paragraph form or like you have to like draw the diagram and then like annotate the diagram so you can like convey your answer and so I'm just a little bit nervous about that I know there's a lot of charts I have to memorize a lot of specific um, bacteria I got to memorize a lot of specific just a lot of specific things you know it's not big concept um, memorization now it's just a lot of specifics and you know if you mess one thing up of that, you mess up the whole thing. So it's just a little bit nerve-wracking with that. Um, and you don't know what's going to be on the test, like what specifics you need to study. So you got to study it all. 
Yeah, I do have a few charts that he's like, I'll test you over this, but those then have like 20 things on them. So mm-hmm. that's 20 things I got to memorize. And there's like A, B, C, D for each 20 of them. So I got a lot of studying to do this weekend on top yes. of, you know, enjoying the fall weather and going to a family wedding. Yeah. But um, I really hope next semester brightens up for us. I really yeah, do. I agree. Like I'm tired of the gloomy fall vibes. I'm just tired of it. Like when was fall so gloomy? I don't remember it ever being like this. Welcome. I just need spring and the flowers to Already? bloom. I need and fall I'll be happy. still. Welcome to the I'm Midwest where Very true. the weather will be super sunny one day. <laughs> gloomy the next and like next week i wouldn't be sure you're acting like i have snow. not lived here for 20 or, no, years i know but like <laughs> or 80 degrees at this yeah point. or 80 degrees or snow next yeah week. that's how it works you know but that is definitely like the midwest thing but i have a lot of friends that are not from here and they are in love with this mm-hmm. weather right now oh i'm sure and oh, yeah i am just so excited for the ones i have not seen snow yet to see snow for the first time and just see their mouth drop and just be like in awe like that is what i'm excited for that's what i think gets me through these hard like parts in the seasons changing like knowing that like yeah i don't like when it's raining all the time i don't like when it's cloudy all the time like i love the sun not really a big fan of the cold but like when like my friends and the people i'm with all the time are like in awe of it like that just makes me more excited and i'm Mm -hmm. like you know what definitely they're appreciating it so i'll appreciate it and then you know spread the joy spread the love yes i love like i want to say it was a couple days ago it was like mid 50s low 60s and I went to class in shorts and a t-shirt and I saw a guy walking around like bundled up in a winter jacket and like jeans. And I was like, oh man, you know where he's you're from. Just, you're just not ready for yeah. two months. Just wait. Like yeah. it's going to get a lot. It's going to be like a blizzard. Just yeah. wait. And the weather, like negatives and everything, it gets so cold over here. So we are going to step away for a few minutes, Anna sat down you want to talk a little bit about your interview before we actually go to it yeah so i sat down with jack day this week and we talked about a new club that he launched called b readers and so yeah we just went into the process of how he made it a club what the club is and it was a really nice interview and i'm really excited for you guys to hear it we'll be right back hello kala listeners this is anna Berry with from the hive Today, I'm joined by Jack Day, a student here at St. Ambrose University, to talk about a new club he has recently launched at SAU. Hi, Jack. Thank you so much for joining me today. Why don't you first start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Thank, well, first off, thanks for having me, Anna. I'm Jack Day. I'm a sophomore here at St. Ambrose. Um, I'm an exercise science major on the pre-physical therapy track. Uh, I play baseball here. I'm part of student government. I'm a tour guide, kind of among other things. But I also founded um, and am the director of Be Readers, we'll be getting into today. Yeah, so as you just said, um, you recently launched Be Readers. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners what Be Readers is? Mm-hmm. So it's a reading program. It is a club, but it's also, I, try, I like to think of it as a service, just a long-term service project. Uh, so we're sending St. Ambrose student volunteers into Davenport Community School District Elementary Schools, and we're reading to uh, K through 3 classrooms. Awesome. That sounds wonderful and very beneficial to both the Ambrose students and the kids in the elementary schools. So I'd like to learn more about what inspired you to start Bee Readers. So where did you get the inspiration? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, in high school, I was part of a similar program. Uh, We called it feeder reading. Um, We were going into elementary schools that eventually fed into our high school. So it was just a way of community building uh, and putting some emphasis on the importance of reading. The model kind of came from that, but kind of looking into you know, some of the numbers for the community um, in terms of, you know, like English language and reading proficiency. Um, it, it seemed like a program like this would, would benefit the community greatly. And obviously, 
you know, it's not going to look exactly the same as it did back home. Um, but I felt like it would, it would be a good fit, uh, helping others, something I'm passionate about. Uh, so that's kind of where it kind of all stemmed from. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now going into a different aspect, what was that process like to make Bee Readers a club or, like you said, a long-term service here on campus? Right. So I guess officially we're not technically a club, um, but being on student government, um, you know, when it comes to making a club, you uh, do go through an approval process um, that includes getting approved by the student government senate. Um, but in terms of making Bee Readers, um, it was a long process. Uh, it started last spring semester in February so and we just launched so it was you know a ten like eight nine ten month process really I got pointed in the direction of Ryan Sadler who's um, our associate vice president of diversity equity and inclusion um, and he is just a great resource he's got so many connections in in the Quad Cities area and the Davenport area um, and he he bought in from the start which was huge um, I needed that support I, I mean I couldn't do this alone and he's yeah, not the only one um, who bought in and, and helped me out, but he's kind of my partner in crime, uh, so to speak. But, uh, you know, we started with just the two of us kind of trying to create a model that we could present to the school district because, you know, we've got to have buy-in from, from both sides. But last spring we were able to meet with some district administrators. Um, they were really excited about it and kind of here on and off over the summer, so we were able to continue meeting throughout the summer, continue kind of getting the, lo the logistics figured out, which was a little weird for me because I mentioned that I had done this in high school, but I was just a volunteer. Yeah. I wasn't part of the behind the scenes, <laughs> uh, didn't know what went into it. Uh, so I was actually in contact with uh, my high school athletic director who ran the program back at my high school. So he was helping guide me a little bit as well. Um, so I appreciate him for that. And then when the school year started, it came down to recruiting. You know, we need volunteers. Uh, so we tabled at Club Fest. So we are more or less a club. Um, <laughs> We tabled at Clubfest, drummed up a lot of interest just from Clubfest alone. We had over 70 people kind of sign up and say, hey, we're interested. We want more information. That is wonderful. That is yeah. a great stat. <laughs> um, and we're, we're right around 100 now. So even since wow. Clubfest, you know, I've gotten, you know, emails or, you know, somebody's brought a friend along to a meeting and said, you know, hey, this person wants to be a part of this. Um, so we've got a lot of people on an email list right now, for <laughs> sure. Um, but it, it's at the point where it's getting, a, getting making sure volunteers are available right? That's tricky with everyone being busy, busy mm -hmm. and a different college schedule. Everyone's got a different class schedule. Um, and also getting people approved. So part of the approved, I mean, background checks. Um, so the district needs everyone to have a background check approved before you can go into a school and, you know, interact with kids. So that was just another kind of piece of the puzzle, another obstacle that we kind of had to get over. So right now we've got about 25, 30 approved volunteers. Um, that number is continuing to grow. Uh, I was told, being from Cook County, Illinois, my background check takes longer, and it did. <laughs> um, people had theirs done in a day, and it took me, you know, like over a week to get approved. So gotcha. that's where we're at. It's it's tough, though, with the availability piece. Mm -hmm. But right now we're, we're starting small. Um, that was kind of our goal. We want to start small and, and pilot this. As I mentioned, I want this to be long-term. Uh, so we're just at Madison Elementary School right now, and they've been great. Their principal is brand new this year, so she jumped right in you know, in like August. Um, she had no idea that she was going to be taking this on. She'd already been volunteered for it. So <laughs> she jumped right in, uh, took it all in stride. She's great. Yeah, it's great to hear that you have support from both Ambrose faculty and staff and the school district. And then you have such a great turnout and people that are interested in reading mm -hmm. to the kids. As you said, there's an email chain going around that you're in communication with those volunteers. If someone that is listening to this right now is interested in joining Bee Readers, where can they sign up and get more information about your club? Yeah. Um, 
honestly email me, um, dayjackl at sau.edu. Or if you just start typing in like Jack Day or something, I'm sure it'll come up. Perfect. Um, yeah. Awesome. And then ultimately, what impact do you hope Bee Readers has? Um, as I mentioned, I, I hope that it's a long-term impact. You know, we're not going to be able to improve reading proficiency overnight. That is a large task. And that's not just falling on us. You know, we hope to just kind of help that out, push that along. But our mission is, A, emphasize the importance of reading, show that reading can be fun. Um, B, we also want to serve as role models to kids in the classroom. Anyone listening who's thinking like, hey, maybe I want to do this. You are going to be the coolest person in that <laughs> second grader's life for the 20 minutes that you're in that classroom. And that's such a cool um, experience. That's honestly mutually beneficial. They're getting something out of it and you're getting something out of it. And then we also want to show that St. Ambrose could be a potential future destination on you know, their educational journey and path if they choose that college is right for them. Um, so by going in there and saying, hey, I'm Jack. I'm going to be a physical therapist when I grow up and I play baseball at St. Ambrose. There's going to be someone in there who's going to go home, tell mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, older brother, older sister that they want to be a physical therapist and go to St. Ambrose. It, it's just going to happen. I'm not saying that's because of me. That's just the nature of kind of how the program works. Um, so that's that's our mission. That's the kind of the long-term impact we hope to have. I hope in 10 years, long after I'm gone, I come back and visit, you know, maybe maybe on homecoming or something as an alum that the program's still going. So. That is wonderful to hear. And as you're saying, it is mutually beneficial. And so I think it's always fun for us as um, college students and as we're getting older that it's always fun to reminisce on those books that we read as elementary students. So what is one book you are most excited to read with the student in the Quad Cities area? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of good ones. Um, when I was a little kid, I always enjoyed the Pete the Cat books. Okay. Um, that was always <laughs> good. Um, but really reading any of those books that kind of have those those funny sounds and stuff or like, you know, like click, click, clack, clank or anything like that where you can really get into it. Yeah. Um, kind of step back into your elementary school shoes um, as a reader. Um, kids always get a kick out of it. Put a smile on their face. Put a smile on your face as a, as a volunteer, as a reader. So any of those just kind of fun, goofy books where you can kind of, you know, we're, we sit around professionals all day, right? Like this mm -hmm. is somewhat of a professional setting yeah. right now, right? So just to kind of step away from that and step back into, you know, 15 years ago yeah um, and just kind of have some fun exactly I know growing up I really loved Junie B Jones I don't know if you ever heard about Junie B Jones but it was about this girl and she's just so funny and I just remember reading the books on my kitchen floor with my mom while she was <laughs> cooking dinner and I would just laugh and she would just look down at me and be like what are you laughing at and I'm like I'm laughing at Junie B Jones <laughs> so I'm so grateful that I was able to talk with you today so thank you Jack for joining me and thank you the listeners of KALA for tuning in to this episode of From the Hive once again, I'm Anna Berry, and I'm sending you back to the hive. Welcome back. Thank you, Anna, for that uh, very good interview. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I just thought maybe to bring it back in, um, the last question I asked Jack in the interview was, like, what is your favorite or what was your favorite childhood book or, like, what books are nostalgic for you? And so I just kind of wanted to ask you guys. I know Jack Day was talking about how his was, like, Pete the Cat or any of the books that had, like, um, like the sound words like boom, clap, like those ones he always mm -hmm. um, enjoyed. And then I talked about how I really enjoyed Junie B. Jones, which is like a series about a girl that's really, really funny, and I just have really good memories reading it. So what about you guys? What were your favorite childhood books? Um, I would say for me, um, I loved Pinkalicious and Purplicious. Um, my mom would read those to me all the time when I was little, and especially Pinkalicious. Um but yeah, I would say those. Every time I see them, like around, which you don't really see them anymore because they're 
really old. Um, every time I see them, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I have like flashbacks from like the, like I remember, like I remember some of the pages on there. That's how much like my mom read it to me. So yeah, I don't know. I would say that for sure. I'm going to have to agree with you, Abby. Yeah. Those, those with the books, cupcakes the that cupcakes. look so good. Oh my gosh, I wanted them so like, bad. Like Pinkalicious and Purplicious were honestly my favorite childhood books ever. When I was reading them, I remember like, oh my God, finally, like I enjoy a book, like for real, because I don't know, my, like my siblings would always read books that honestly were kind of boring, not going to lie, like yeah. mag- Magic Treehouse, I don't, scientific I stuff, like I don't really like that, but per- Purplelicious, Pinkalicious just really like melted my heart and I just love those kind of books, like just carefree and like just about anything. I loved it. I'd read them again today. Yeah, I, I would too. It. I mm-hmm. would. So I guess as a kid, I don't know why they were my favorite, and I don't know why they were the first option that came to mind, but, like, the I Survived series. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think they were just, like, so, like, I guess action-packed. Yeah. That, like, it was cool because it's, like, you kind of learn about history while you're reading them, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of action, so you're always kind of, like, suspenseful on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I grew up, I'm pretty sure I've read every Harry Potter book. Really? And I really, really? liked those. Like, my friends and I had a Harry Potter marathon a week or two ago. Yeah. And, like, we spend it out over a couple of days and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even just, like, going back and watching the movies, I haven't read to, I haven't just, like, mm-hmm. sat down to read a book in a long time. Mm-hmm. And those movies kind of make me want to read Harry you Potter. You reminded again. me, Ryan, oh, with boy. your survival stuff. I used to always read the Guinness Book of World Records oh my gosh, all the yeah. time because at the book fairs for my school and like elementary school, they always had them. So I always like would read them and everything like that and buy them. And I loved seeing what the longest nails were or what oh, the yeah. longest hair was. Like I just loved reading the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. How about you, Anna? Well, Ryan, after you said Harry Potter, I just want to, this is like a tangent, but my oldest brother, Josh, and his wife, Lauren, they are obsessed with Harry Potter. They named their first dog that they got Leviosa after one of the spells. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like Harry Potter is like such a big like series in my family. Like a lot of my brothers like to read it. And like it just brings a lot of the people in my family joy. So when you said that, it just made me really, really happy. I don't know why, too. Like I remember growing up, I was not a big Harry Potter fan. I'm still not. But like, Sorry, guys. <laughs> I you know what I was always bigger on than Harry Potter, Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars was my thing growing up. Yep. Did you guys all have book fairs at your school? Yes, yes, I love yes. those. Days. And I love yes. the utensils or the like little small stuff they had, like highlighters yeah. that smelled like cotton candy. I wanted the gel pens so bad. Oh my! I wish I could so spend like bad. I wish I had like fifty dollars to spend there. Yeah. Like I would have bought everything, all the pencils, everything. Yeah. We always had, you know, like the the pens that have like eight different colors all in one. Yes. So I had one. Everybody at my school was like obsessed with those. Yeah. And I remember, my one of my friends bought like the last one that they had, and another kid in my class really wanted it. So they were like, "Okay, well, let's trade." So the other kid. From took like from his dad's office at home like a fifty dollar pen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, and they traded it, and then the multicolored pen like died out after like a couple days. And yeah, my friend just had like a fifty dollar pen. And how do you the, know it was fifty dollars? It it was a high quality pen, oh. and 
yeah, he was like, oh, no, let's trade back. Let's trade back. Like, this already, <laughs> this thing's already out of ink. And my let's friend trade like, back. No. No. I don't want it anymore. Mm. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. I would tell my parents, like, the, the night before the book fair, and they would always give me, like, 10 bucks or something like that. And I was like, I wanted, I wanted those pens so bad, and I never got them. But, because I always, like, wasted, or not wasted, but use that money to buy like a book or whatever I was getting. But did you guys have like the posters too? I was, mm-hmm. I was yes, literally I about one. to ask that. I had a couple yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. The penguin, the dog, like all mm-hmm. those. Was all of our book fairs the same? Scholastic. Oh yeah. So fun fact. I bought, I want to say it was like maybe fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. We had, there was a Cubs poster cause I'm a big Cubs fan. So I was like, all right, I'm buying that. I'm not buying the books I wanted. I just want the Cubs poster. And that poster is still hanging up in my room. Yep. I think. Unless somebody in my family took it down after yeah. I went to college. That's but. cool. That's no, cool. I still have one in my closet. Well, I know we are giving away some stuff at the radio station mm-hmm. for a Halloween walk that yes, we, we are, are hosting Woo-hoo! on Halloween, October 31st. We have some t-shirts to give away, candy, and it's just going to be a whole little celebration up here for Halloween. Yeah, so come up to the second floor of the Galvin Fine Arts Center from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. to you know hang out with the Scholar Bees, see our general manager, Dave Baker, and have a great time. Maybe if Dave lets me, I'll try to scare some people again. <laughs> Last year when we did it, you know the door that goes to like that little catwalk to the theater? I opened it up, and I would crack it. And then anytime somebody... I knew it was coming up. I would push the door open and try to jump on him. <laughs> and it scared <laughs> scary. my roommate a lot. Of course you would do that. So. so, yeah, like Anna said, just to repeat again, it's October 31st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., second floor of Galvin Fine Arts Center at KALA Radio. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't paid KALA Radio a visit yet, I think it's about time because it's a good it's a good way to familiarize yourself with the radio station that we have on campus, you know. It's a unique aspect of St. Ambrose that I think is worthy of checking out. So, we're going to be celebrating Halloween up here and I think it's a good idea if y'all come. We got some candy, some giveaways and um, Listen to music and wear costumes. And one thing we will add, you do not have to be a communications major to come. It's open to all students, all faculty, mm-hmm. all staff. So mm-hmm. come on up. Mm-hmm. It was pretty free fun admission. last year. Yeah, free admission. We had all the lights off last year. I think we had a strobe light going at one point. We have like a smoke machine or something. I thought we did. I thought we did too. We might have had a yeah. small smoke machine. I'm going to try to crank that up, set the smoke alarms off this <laughs> year. That'll be my goal. Yes. Um, <laughs> 10 to 2. That's almost perfect timing because it's like, yes, people are going to have classes, but they can come up in between classes and stuff like that. Halloween's on a Tuesday this year, so that is going to do it for episode eight of From the Hive. For our general manager, David Baker, for Sierra Mari, Anna Vary, and Abby Varkelis, who are sitting next to me, I'm Ryan Schistel, and we will be back next week. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.